Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Now, all of these things happened in a church. Was it God's plan? Absolutely was for his plan. And what was the result of all of those things working together? It's fruit. It's fruit in the lives of all these people that were connected with them, getting here and working under God. See, this is the way the world has changed. One individual, one family at a time. God has always wanted to have a relationship with mankind. He had it in the beginning with Adam and Eve, but they chose to break it off. He went to the trouble of providing the solution, having Jesus pay the price of sin with his life, so that God and man could have fellowship again. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the role of the church in bringing people back into relationship with God through Jesus. You'll be told that God's chosen to use the church to be his ambassador to the unsaved world. You'll learn that it's your job to model Christ-likeness to a lost world, making God look good. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, as he continues his message, Sticky Word, Spiritual Fruit. I want to read to you a letter now, and this is somebody that in the last few months came to this church, and I want you to read the letter. I've changed the names, everything. You won't know who it is, and I want you to see how it works. What God designed to do in the church is still happening today. Pastor Mark, recently, my husband and I and our daughters attended your church for the first time. I think of that day as a day that changed my family forever. We moved here, and when we got here, we made a decision that we needed to find a church to attend. After searching for a non-denominational church, someone in the marketplace told us about CCM. Now listen to the statement. Without even visiting, we decided it was too big for us and we definitely wouldn't like it. Months later, we hadn't gone, went to a smaller church, left it, and I was interacting with someone. I said to an individual, where do you go? And the individual says, I go to CCM. And they said, well, that's twice. Maybe we better go and try it. So listen to this. So the following Sunday, we decided to visit CCM. I was impressed before I even got into the building because our fears of a big church were alleviated the moment we got into the parking lot. You say, well, how in the world can that be? When my husband and I saw how organized the parking lot was, we knew it just had to be good inside. (laughs) Yes! Yes! 
Let's give it for the parking lot at all our campuses. Yeah. And man, they haven't even seen the funky guy yet. And they go, you say, that can't be true. There's the body at work. Now, she says this, and I say this not because of me, because it could be anybody. It's because of this, but you need to hear it. But all of that was really fluff to me. I wanted to see if what was being said would give me the feeling that I was going to be fed spiritually. Once you started speaking, I hung in every word you said, and I could apply everything you talked about to the reality of my life. And I realized what I was experiencing I'd been looking for for more than 20 years. The pastor is not alive. The Word of God is alive. Do you understand? When the services went over, we went out to the commons, and we saw all these people greeting each other and talking to each other. Let me just stop here. Hang together afterward. Some of you at this campus specifically, because you park over here, you've never even seen the commons. Take a visit. There's people over there. (laughs) I didn't think with a congregation this big, people would actually get to know one another. How wrong I was. When we saw the couple's ministry table, the men's ministry table, and the women's ministry table, we decided to attend the couple's class on marriage. Now, remember, they hadn't been in church in years. Pastor Mark, going to church, becoming closer to God, and that class has changed our marriage in such a fulfilling way. I never thought I'd be participating this much in a church. I've learned so much in the past two months about myself, my husband, and marriage, and our spirituality. But I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that each of us is responsible for our own spiritual health. Wow. That's huge. I also love the kids' ministry. I thought my three-year-old was too young to understand God. Again, I was wrong. I had never prayed with my three-year-old before. And a few weeks ago, I was putting her to bed. She said, Mommy, let's pray. Her next three words are these, my heart melted. I still get goosebumps. I wondered how she even knew about praying. (laughs) Kids ministry. Out of the mouth of babes. And then I prayed with my daughter for the very first time. I now pray with her every night, read her a book of stories from the Bible. Since the first time we attended, I felt so free and energized by God's grace. Look at what I was missing on all the time. Pastor Mark, I'm still a baby Christian. She's growing fast. So I know I have a lot more work to do, but I'm looking forward to all that is to come for our family. I want to read you the statement. Without even visiting... We decided that it was too big for us and we wouldn't like it. That's a very common problem. Most of you don't know, but the average church in the United States is under 100 people. Here we have six or 7,000 every weekend. Vieira, more than 2,000, and Sebastian, 500 people. All of these are too big. Most people never walked into a church of 500 people in their life. So they don't walk in. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do in a moment. Here in Melbourne and in, 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 in uh, Vieira. I want you to stand or turn around 
and getting in a group of five or six people, here's what I want you to ask. By the way, if you're a visitor, you get a free pass. Relax. You don't have to do anything. How can you, when talking to people, inviting people, and that issue comes up, or how can you be proactive and go, no, no, the church isn't too big. It's very friendly. The minute you walk in, it isn't going to be too big. We have ways we make it. So how can you, because see, you're the one that's going to have to answer that. That's something that they're already thinking. As I came in this morning, an individual said to me, we bypassed this church forever until finally we broke down and came in. Because you saw the police, we saw the cars, you saw the water. It's just too big. Now, let's stop and think, when this family came here, how did it happen? Well, let me show you how it happened. It happened because of God. When this family moved here from around the world, why did they want to come to a church? Who put that in their life? God did. See, when you were created, you were created to know God. And without God, you're empty. Oh, you're doing life, but there's no purpose. There's no fulfillment. In fact, the Bible says this. Look at it. Acts 17, 28. In him, in that personal relationship, we live and we move and we have our being. God put this family, before they walked into a church, in the search mode. Some of you are here. You've been searching for purpose and meaning. You could be 60. You could be 14. You've never found the reason for your living. When you die, you're afraid to death where you're going. C.S. Lewis writes, Satan has caused us to believe that we can somehow be happy apart from God. This can never succeed because God made us. God designed the human machine to run on God himself, on the love that is God. God is the fuel we humans were designed to burn, the food our spirits were designed to feed on. Listen to this. God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from himself because there is no such thing. It's all about God. Now, after they walk into the church, what began to speak to their heart? The Word. That's why Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, preach the Word. It's powerful. It's living. It's active. As we're preaching the Word, and you begin to think what's happening, where did all that happen? <laughs> where are you sitting this morning? Tell me. And do you like it or love it? I love my church. Now, all of these things happened in a church. Was it God's plan? Absolutely was through his plan. And what was the result of all of those things working together? It's fruit. It's fruit in the lives of all these people that were connected with them, getting here and working under God. See, this is the way the world has changed. One individual, one family at a time. Now, let me show you uh, what spiritual fruit looks like. We've talked about that. But write this down. Here's number one fruit. There's really five ways that we bear fruit. And I'm going to unpack two of these. I'll do, go through these quickly. Number one, you can write this down. And evaluate yourself. 
if I'm going to be a Christian and I'm attached to Jesus Christ, the fruit of the Spirit are going to be seen outwardly in my life. It's going to start inward. So, godly character, the fruit of the Spirit. If I'm going to be like God, then obviously it's going to show. And the motivation is not because I have to. It's because I love that. I love that. Now, what's those motivations look like? Here's what it says. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Remember, you're not producing it. You're just showing it. You're bearing it in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, let me just stop right there. How long did I say it's going to take us to get to much fruit? Till Jesus comes. Any of you got that list down perfectly today? Just, just, no, you already broke one cardinal rule. You're not speaking the truth. I mean, some of you drove in this morning with your family. Patience was out the window. It hasn't even returned yet. I saw you. I know who you are. It's okay. We've all had those things. So look at that. By the way, is anybody in this building work in progress? Could I see your hand? Yeah. For how long? Exactly. So maybe I'm over there a little bit. of There's one grape showing this morning. That's about it. Number two, fruit. Paul talks about it in Romans 13. Bowl witness. You and I cannot be a disciple of Christ if there's no witness in our life. If there's no sharing the gospel in our life. If there's no learning how to share our gospel, notice what Paul says. I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I plan many times to visit you, but it's prevented until now. I want to work among you and see some spiritual fruit. In other words, conversions, just as I've seen among other Gentiles. So one of the great things that has to happen in our life is that there's going to be this fruit of conversion. Now, what did we see in the first fruit What did we see in the first fruit under godly character? Love, patience, kindness, goodness. What did you see in the parking lot? You saw that. Somebody directing people to a place, it's organized. What did you see? Somebody had fruit in a parking lot. Now here, under this one, where did they see fruit in the service? Well, they saw the fruit in the service from a pastor doing what? Teaching the word of God to get them converted. Where did their children see fruit? In the kids' ministry. How did they get here? Two different people at two different times did what? Invited them. Pastor Mark, that's fruit? Yes. If somebody doesn't invite them, they don't come. That's fruit. You, the parking lot, the children's ministry, myself, and you'll see in a moment, the whole church had a part in these people Anyone that comes to the Lord. Understand that. Next, good works. Doing good things with my time and my talents. Again, those, all those administries. And we're in this building. What if there was no administration? What if there was no good maintenance? What if the IT department didn't work? What if there was no sound? How about no audiovisual? All of those things were good works. It took time. It's there. Paul says, and we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work. All of you that are involved in those areas, small group leaders, they got into a couple's, a marriage thing. Where was that? Somebody has to take time to have that marriage small group in their home, 
They have to take time to study. They have to have their gift to present that to them. And what's happening? It's saving marriages. That's the good works. Next, fruit. Authentic praise. Positive words and a thankful lifestyle. Paul says it like this in the book of Hebrews. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Kind words, time to interact with people, first impressions people, meeting them at the door. As they come in, they hear worship. They see you praising God, worshiping God, involved in God. When you meet people, it's the fruit of our lips. Now, you can judge yourself, and I can judge myself with Does most of that that comes out of my mouth tear people down or build people up? You see, it's going to be the fruit of our lips. And the last fruit that we see specifically is called generous giving. It's of our finances, our tithes, our offerings, and of course, as you can imagine, our possessions. Paul said this, So after I have completed this task and have made sure that they have received this fruit, what Paul is talking about is when he went from church to church, he took an offering to take to the church at Jerusalem that was hurting. So I just want to say today, the reason we're in this building, the reason we have a new kids building is because you give generously on a regular basis. You provide for the pastors, the staff. All of this, as you give your offerings every week, and your ties, that provides for all of these things. When we go on overseas trips, all the things. When I go overseas, all of that is provided for by you. And of course, by me, as I, Linda and I tithe and do the same thing. So what do you see happening? All these fruit that are taking place in this church was a picture of what Jesus was like. It's his body. That's who you are. Congratulations. Fantastic. The church has been designed as the primary place, even though it isn't a building, even though it isn't a denomination, where disciples are made. This is where the body of Christ gets healthy and goes out into our community. Now I want you to turn to one more passage and then we're going to close. John 15, 5. If you miss this, then you'll misunderstand how all this fits together. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. What's that saying? Let me say it in a nice way. Jesus is the boss, we're his servants. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. If a man remains in me, if that vibrant personal relationship is sticky, it shows, and I in him, he will bear Much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I want you to write this verse down, and I want you to meditate on this verse this week. Here it is. The branch does not bear fruit by struggling, but by abiding. Pastor Mark, you give us so much. No, you miss it. Yes, we do good works. But I don't do it in my own strength. Yes, I go to the sticky page. But I do it because I want to make God look good. You see, according to that verse, we bear fruit. It shows up in our life because in my quiet time, I'm fostering that intimate relationship with God. 
as I pay attention to my own relationship with Christ, that connection, as I pay attention to it, God, through the Holy Spirit, makes me healthy. The spiritual disciplines of our Christian life, Bible study and prayer and quiet time, they don't produce fruit. They help us to learn to relax, to abide. Abiding is not so much my responsibility as it is my response to his ability. Doesn't mean we're passive, but what happens in and through my life is a result of my relationship privately with God. Everything in my quiet time flows here. Relax. Learn to abide. When I teach you, I have to realize it's the Spirit through me. It's not me. I'm just bearing the fruit. And it all goes back to that relationship that I have with Jesus Christ. I want to congratulate you. As a church body, we're growing. I'm not talking about numbers. To be honest, I'm not really too interested in numbers. I am interested in the numbers of disciples that are growing. Because that's the way we change the world. I'm proud of you. Don't try to... It'll never work. You can't do the work of God in your own strength. It comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Relax. He lives in you. You're abiding in him. There's a great relationship. You have purpose and meaning. Remember, apart from him, we've all done it. Nothing. In him, we live and move, and we have our being. We have our purpose. Some of you have no purpose and meaning in your life. You've never accepted Jesus Christ. And you found your way here, and you're not even sure why. I can tell you why. Because God's for you. You won't find religion in this church. You can pick up every seat and look under it. You won't find it. We're not into religion. We're into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he's done everything he can do for you to become a follower of Christ. The next step is always yours. You have to admit you need Christ. Repent of your sins and then begin to follow him. God has orchestrated for you to be here, but you have to take the next step. And you can leave this building, headed to heaven, part of the body of Christ. That relationship will bring you, for the very first time in your life, purpose. You can't find it without God. God created you to know Him, to love Him. You know who you are. That's all we have time for today on Lessons for Living. This time in our nation's history is unlike anything that we've ever experienced. It can be confusing and stressful. We know you may be feeling alone. We're so glad you joined Pastor Mark today to study God's Word. We pray you found comfort in what you've heard. Maybe today you're hearing about Jesus for the very first time. If so, we want to tell you more. Please take a few minutes and visit calvaryccm.com. There you'll find a tab simply labeled Jesus. 
This page will tell you all about the Savior of the world and how you can be forgiven of all your sins right now. You can have a relationship with Jesus today, no matter what your past looks like. We pray today you choose to take this step of faith. If you'd like to talk to someone about this, or if you'd like someone to pray with you, please give us a call. Our phone number is 866-779-3441. Again, that's 866-779-3441. We also want to invite you to join us for our virtual church service this weekend. Join Pastor Mark on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. on our website. Again, that's calvaryccm.com. Or you can search for Calvary Chapel Melbourne on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Mark's messages now, those can be found on our website too. One more time, that's calvaryccm.com. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you'll tune in again right here on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.